It's David James Young here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Happy Election Day! Uh, sorry I couldn't get this up yesterday. I've been just completely run off my feet this week. You know what stuff is like. It uh, it all just starts building up, man. It gets a bit much. But uh, thankfully I've come out of the end of it uh, with uh, some great stories, a couple of really good gigs, and some cool stories to tell, you know? Uh I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy, all things considered. Uh, last night at Beat Disc with Lincoln LaFever, Rachel Maria Cox, Zounds, and uh, Seb, uh, playing under the name Senor de Coso. Uh, it was great. I had a really, really wonderful night. Um, everyone killed it, and oh, it was an absolute honor to finally play Beat Disc. Uh, it's a place that I love so, so much. Uh, later on today, I'll be playing at the Valve Bar in Sydney, and I'm playing at Jane's in Wollongong tomorrow. But of course, this isn't about me. This is about my friends who happen to be in Barbells. Uh, today's guests are Tired Lion. Uh, we spoke primarily uh, to the drummer Ethan and to Nick, the bass player. But uh, Matt and Sophie, uh, the other two in the band, also get their say in once or twice as well. Uh, so it's kind of an all-in assault, which is pretty fun. Uh, we recorded this backstage at the Newtown Social Club where uh, Tired Lion were performing. They were doing a headlining tour in support of their new single, Not My Friends. And uh, it was with good friends of the show, The Heartaches. And uh, yeah, it was an absolute corker of a show, absolute corker of a tour. Really, really good times. Uh, and uh, I think this one turned out pretty well. Like, uh, Tideline are very talented young kids, and uh, they've got uh, the world at their feet. They just played Glastonbury, which is fucking amazing. Uh, and they're always sharing, like, cool shit that they're doing while they're over in Europe right now. So, 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 so happy for them. Big, big, big things coming their way. Could not be more proud to see how big things have gotten over the last year or so. So, more power to Tide Lion. Before we get to that, of course, support for all my friends are in bar bands comes from Spit the Dummy Records. You can pick up new releases from Treehouses and Nothing Rhymes with David, among others, over at spitthedummyrecords.bigcartel.com. Uh, for those who have been asking, yes, the Nothing Rhymes with David orders are going ahead. We just put the order in for the tapes, and they look fantastic. And we're working out stuff with printing at the moment. It's all coming, so don't you fret. Support also comes from Sad Girls Club, the collective of non-male musicians helping non-male voices to get heard in the music industry. They just added a really, really fucking cool surprise to Sad Girls Fest in Melbourne. Uh, the absolutely wonderful Alex Lahi, uh, who has been one of my absolute favourite uh, Australian musicians from this year, uh, she will be performing alongside Jess Ribeiro and Camp Cope and a stack of other bands. It looks like it's going to be an absolute barnstormer. And that is happening on the 1st of October at the Reverence Hotel in Melbourne. And uh, Sad Girls in Sydney is also happening. That's at the factory floor on the 8th of October. Don't forget to get among that shit, people. Some cool shit happening. Might I remind you as well that support for all my friends who are in bar bands comes from you. Yes, people, that is right, you. For as little as $1 a month, you can help keep this podcast up and running. I appreciate every last bit of support. 
it's it means the world that I'm able to continue doing this thanks to people generously donating uh, money and their time and effort into this podcast. So uh, if that is at all of interest, please head over to patreon.com slash barbands. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash b-a-r-b-a-n-d-s. All right, folks, uh, really, really good one this week. I'm so stoked to be sharing this with you. Check out this chat with Tired Lion. I'm David James Young, and all my friends are in bar bands. Today, I would like to introduce you to my friends, Tired Lion. Yeah. Hello. Introduce yourselves, kids. I'm Ethan, Vinny the Skins Darnell. <laughs> Play the old uh, tubs, the old oh. jumbaroos. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I am Nick, Vinny the Skins, Daisy. <laughs> I, I, I slap the strings. Slap it to the base. <laughs> slap it to base. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's my vibe. Why do you both have the same nickname? <laughs> I mean, well, I invented it first, and then um, Ethan oh, did he steal it? Yeah, absolute thievery going on. Yeah, it's crazy. Utter antics. It's a crazy life. It really is. We're backstage at the Newtown Social Club where Tired Line have returned. Uh, it was actually here that I saw y'all for the first time back wow. in March of last year. There you go. When you were, when you were opening a five-band bill with Luca Brasi. Yes. That was yes. our first national tour we did. Was that your first time in Sydney? Uh, no. don't think it was our first time. Um, we had played previously. I think we did the Captain Cook. Oh, of course, oh, yeah. And finally, me, Matt, and Sophie mm-hmm. played here for Homebank. Was that Sydney? Yeah. Yeah, in like 2000 and... Sophie's here too. Hi. <laughs> what year? You knew she was going to get her name. 2008, was it? Yeah, when we were fucking like 18 years old. What? No, 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 2009, no, probably was... 2010, 2010. Yeah, we, like, we, we played like a... The very last 15 Homebank. minute set or something? It was really weird. It was like Red Bull had this competition... And then we played. And that was the first time in Sydney. And, I and, and you were like 18? 18 or 19. It was, like, it was so long ago. What was that band called? It was still Tide Line, but we had different bass players. Right, right. Yeah, I was God a damn. Picture, yeah. Ah. Where were you? Where were you when they needed Fuck you? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, part of a headlining tour you were doing tonight with the, the wonderful gentleman from the Heartaches. As we mentioned, Ben was the first ever guest on this podcast. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, circle of life. Pretty really. fitting. And yeah. What comes around. <laughs> yeah, what goes around, comes around, exactly. How have the shows been going so far? Oh, they've been amazing. A really unexpectedly enthusiastic crowd. And also... Last playing. night, for instance. Last night, for instance, was fucking ridiculous. What happened? Okay. It was what like, happened last night? It was, just like, it was just like primal fucking rage in there. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Where were you? Uh, Brightside in Brisbane. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was just like a very, very aggressive, mannish crowd. And Interesting. It was scaring off too many people, I think, that wanted yeah. to actually come to the front and have, have, have it boogie. Yeah, so I basically said, um, can we just shut the fuck up and get the girls at the front? So they don't feel uncomfortable. Because mm. it was making it really weird yeah. to try and get into it. Because you're like, I'm going to get fucking hit in the head. Yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, once that happened and all the 
girls came to the front, it was much better atmosphere. Yeah. And we're always for, like, you know, a super sick mosh pit. But <laughs> I think this is just next level, just people being idiots and just punching each other. And, no, it's yeah. Brisbane for you. <laughs> <laughs> Animals, a lot of them. <laughs> Back to the valley with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh dear. So I begin these usually by talking about how you originally became interested in music and how that changed from uh, like hearing stuff and consuming it to actually wanting to do it and like be a musician. So um, um, yeah, either of you just um, tell us uh, about your upbringing and how music kind of factored into that. Story is a really hard question because I don't remember uh, like not wanting to play music. Oh really? As weird as it sounds. I remember, I think I got my first drum kit when I was like eight or nine. And I don't know why, because I probably wouldn't have heard anyone play drums. So, I don't know where the obsession came from, but... I guess my brother played guitar, so that was, like, the thing that I... Obviously, where I heard music for the first time, but... don't really know where the drums came from. (laughs) Were you you one of those kids that was just... um, Yeah. on Yeah, when you were a kid, yeah. said I used to just hit shit all the time, so... And then, I guess I just said I wanted drums. I was, I guess I was pretty lucky, like I was sort of surrounded by a musical family somewhat. My brother and my dad both play guitar. Um, yeah. My brother, my dad, sorry, actually played bass in a band back in Scotland when he was around my age as well. Oh really? Which is pretty fitting. I thought that was pretty, pretty cute. Were you born in Scotland or? No, 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 no. I was born, I was born in Sydney. Actually. Ah, oh, yeah, represent. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome home. Yeah, uh, West, Westmead. Ah, yeah, Westmead Hospital, sure. Yeah, that's the one. That's the vibe. So our writer just arrived. For, hey, um, hey. Those of you listening at home. Oh, look <laughs> at that. Hang on. Oh, here we go. Just, we to, just to prove. Just to prove. Oh, yes. Crack of the tin. That's what we'd like to see. Yeah, my, my, the same thing with Ethan. Like my brother played guitar as well, so he got me... Like My, my dad listened to Beatles and Zeppelin and Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rags, you know, and... Um, my brother got me heavily into punk music when I was, you know, probably like 10 years old. Oh, really? So, yeah. So then I just started, you know, starting my own punk band in high school and kind of went from there as far as actually playing music. Yeah. Who are you guys? Oh, I used to have, like, just, like, all the fat record bands sort of things. Sure, like, sure, and Green yeah. Day and stuff. Like, you know, Green Day, No Effects, Better Religion, Pennywise, all, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, tell us about the first time that you played live. I'm pretty sure it was with my brother. We had, like, a cover band. Oh, nice. When I was, like... 10 or 11. Shit, really? And it was like some sort of fate. And I, I just remember, oh, maybe maybe I played live somewhere else, but I remember that one. Yeah. Because I had to play, like, we played Wipeout. And I remember I had a drum solo in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. So, <laughs> yeah, well, the whole song's yeah. like a drum solo. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah. when you're 11 and you have no technique. <laughs> um, and you sweat your ass off. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I remember doing that. Do you think you're hell sick doing that drum solo? No. How could you not? I was so Can nervous. Get, so shy. I've, I didn't... I'm, <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a scary time. But yeah, I guess that was the first live thing. And then I did, funnily enough, my first studio recording when I was like 10, which was with the same... What? With, which is with my brother who like won some guitar talent contest and the, the winning prize was to like record for a day at a Perth studio. Was so that your older or younger brother? Older. Yeah, right. And He's five years older than me. Yeah, right. And he played guitar. Mm. Yeah. He still does. Yeah, nice. Did, yeah. So was he kind of the one that got you into the kind of music that you I mean like, in high school and stuff yeah we never like, yeah I guess when in high school I was because he studied um, guitar at a university yeah so he was listening to some like I guess like a lot of jazz you know like uh, instrumental-esque music you know so that kind of like I, I checked out a lot of that when he was listening to that because I don't know I just found it interesting I never heard 
music that was more about like being a musician than writing a song. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Sense. That kind of sounds bad, but um, <laughs> no, I never really heard people pushing the instrument to the limits. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then when I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah. what's, what's this? Oh, Nick, what about you, man? Uh, I think the first time I properly probably performed was I was playing I played bass in like the brass band in primary oh, school sure. as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm talking like I'm playing like tuba parts just going boom 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 yeah I'm just looking like absolutely bored shitless out of my brain at the back um, but my first like proper gig I think was again similar so Ethan it was in my brother's band I was actually feeling in and this is like you know, this is older like, brother as well older brother as well he's four years older than me um, so yeah, that's how exciting for me because I think I was, I was probably in like year eight or nine, so it was probably like mm. 13, 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, playing at a bar called the Grosvenor in Perth, which doesn't exist anymore. But um, so it's got a special place for me. Um, but yeah, that was, and, you know, it was sick for me playing in a live music venue, in yeah. a pub. You know. Dad had to come down, obviously. <laughs> Bit of a bus kill, but no, it was cool. It was, it was, and it was, yeah, I was super nervous and all that, all that but it, was, it turned out well. Yeah, it was fun. So both race in Perth? Yes. Yeah. 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 Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Um. Yeah. Tell us about the kind of music scene growing up back in the two thousands. Like there was this massive wave of bands kind of crossing over and getting like popularity over here as well. You know, mm. like stuff like Sleepy Jackson and you know like Little Birdie and uh, Eskimo Joe and all that sort of stuff. Like, uh, what was going on for you guys? Like, uh, when you were first kind of emerging as musicians at that point, was were you seeing stuff locally that was just like oh, well, fuck, if they can do it, we can do it, you know, was it that sort of, kind of, positive energy coming up? Yeah, I think so, I mean, for me, I was, um, in that, in that sort of particular time, I was just going to punk shows as well. Yeah, you know? sure. And punk's always like, you know, we have a network all over the world, it's always there, it's always underground, but it's always there, it's always healthy, like, no matter yeah. where you go. So, like, I mean, I wasn't really more so going to gigs of that nature, where it's more, yeah. you know, more contemporary. What kind of, what kind of WA punk stuff was going on? Uh, let's see, there was uh, Boredom, a really cool, uh, uh, more yeah, hardcore-ish, so 90s hardcore-ish band, yeah. they're really cool. Bank of Change of Face, used to see heaps, more your tech punk sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was a band called, <laughs> there was a band called Simple Plan, but, um, I <laughs> oh, yeah. no, not Simple Plan, fucking, uh, uh, they sounded like Simple Plan, but I forgot what they're called now. Time's up? Anyway, there was this, like, I thought you were going to say they were called big... Simple Plan and then no, no, Simple no, no. Plan came along and they had to change their I was name. Saying, I, was saying, I remember them saying like Simple Plan, but I was like trying to remember their name was. But um, they yeah, didn't like them, though. <laughs> they played all the time. Who likes Simple Plan? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Ethan? What was, um, what was the scene like growing up for you? It was, I guess it was a little bit different. I didn't really... Whenever I went to a show, it was always like a, a big thing. So yep. I, was, I always assumed that like playing a band you had to be like a super badass and like you know just be like a rock star pretty much mm. like I mean, like every gig I saw I think I saw one of my earliest memories was like not not like one of the most iconic venues but it was um at the indie bar right and yeah. it was I can't remember Kate, I think it's Kate Sobrano is has a brother I think it's Kate Sobrano has a brother right right anyway one, one of the famous ladies in the Australian music uh-huh. industry has a brother and he was pl- he was touring right. and he was playing at the indie bar and I saw him I would have been like 13 no it would have been like 10 okay 10 or something and I remember he had like he was playing guitar and he had like one of those cordless units oh, and I didn't sure. know what the fuck that was at that time and he got like on the bar at this like indie bar sold out and he was like just rocking so hard and I was like oh 
that's what that's what it's like to play gigs. Yeah. So I just thought like that's what every gig was like. And then I went and saw like Foo Fighters and like all these big bands and oh, stuff. Oh yeah. So I was and that will like, completely ruin your idea. Yeah. So I, I was always just like playing in a rock band is this huge thing. Like until I got to like fifteen, and then I was like, oh. Yeah. No, it's not. And you're set up for a massive letdown. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, so you, so you guys are the first Perth natives that I've had on the podcast. Like, um, what is the scene like now for you guys? Like, are you seeing a bunch of bands kind of coming up through the ranks at the moment that you're digging? And like, do you think there's a vibrancy to what's going on in that area? In Perth. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Sorry, I thought you were about to answer that. <laughs> no, no, I was just. I was, Sorry. Um, I mean, there's always. I think, like we've said it, I've said it a lot of the time in the past with Perth in general. Um, bands that tend to break out of Perth tend to be they've honed, honed their craft so much because you know so for us it's a lot harder to fly over east and do a tour you know I, th- I guess like over here it's quite easy to drive to you know, Melbourne, Sydney or fly yeah, it's quite yeah, cheap and course, it's quite yeah. manageable to do so I think for bands from Perth as well like, they tend to really make sure that their shit's nailed and sorted before they do head over there so I think it's um, as far as like the local scenes go there's always heaps of good local bands they, they're coming yeah. like crazy they're just around the city but I mean just depends where you're looking and what shows you're going to. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but there's always shit less talent there. There's, mm. yeah. And there's always there's always bands that you you know you, you want them to have more recognition, but they're just not quite there yet. You yeah, know, yeah, just, of course. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, tell us about the bands that you were playing in through high school. Like, were you guys always in bands with with your brother, or was it did that kind of cause uh, a bit of friction? Like, I I, I know if, like if I was playing in a band with my brother, like it not last long. You know. <laughs> Um, I think it was only annoying for my brother and when once I uh, lost my license when I was seventeen driving, so then he had to drive me to every rehearsal and every Yikes. Day, no matter what. Uh, what is what is first what? time we knew that. Well, I lost <laughs> my you license. Was designated driver for a while. Yeah, I was seventeen. <laughs> yeah, Doesn't yeah, matter. I'm not over the limit. Doesn't count. Bloody right, hell. But apart from that, yeah, I, I started, you know, I started my own, like, shitty little punk band, and I'm, like, you know, I was in year 10 or something like that. Yeah, right, right, right. It was a good vibe. Yeah. I remember we had, a, we had like, choreographed times or a jump off, off the band, off the uh, drum riser and shit like that. Yes! Which is super lame. I love that. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, what about you, Ethan? I used to play with Matt a lot. We didn't play gigs, but me and Matt used to jam, like, every Saturday. Uh-huh. Um, when we were, like, between the age of 15 and... 17 or something like that right yeah just yeah, yeah. duo little jams because I had that mentality of the, the gig thing so I never like I never thought you could just like kind of do it I always thought like it was a big mm. thing mm. and because I thought it was a big thing I just thought it was so hard to do and yeah and then so I guess I never really played live much until like 17 or 18 yeah right so that is that where Tideline starts yeah I did like more cover band stuff as well yeah 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 so I did that for a while and then, just kicking around and pop, yeah, we so. were still playing and stuff so. right yeah well tell us about the beginning of Tired Lion like uh, how did that kind of come about I guess um, well it started with me and Matt yeah yeah. Jamming. yeah Matt no. yeah Matt. <laughs> um, English major over here <laughs> Sophie kind of was at school with us and she I don't know she was in our music class because we had a year 11-12 split ah yeah and then you know Matt and Sophie just started hanging out and then they started writing together, and they were like, Ethan, do you want to come smash some tubs? And I was like, yeah. Were those the exact words? Yeah, I mean, they were the words that got brought up. Um, no, until the tension rods come yeah, out. Yeah, until the tension rods, slapping those tubs and the tension rods come out. Um, yeah, and then I just kind of floated over to Sophie's house in her garage, and we started playing as a three-piece, like acoustic stuff. And Every Saturday. Yeah, every Saturday. We, we would have, like, a jam, and then we would 
Sophie's mum would make us delightful meats. And we would, because we're all Italian. Well, we're, us three are Italian. Me, Sophie. Oh, sorry, Matt, Sophie, and I are yeah. Italian. There we go. Um, Nailed it. Yeah, I don't want to sleep on the floor tonight. Or we'll be allowed to sleep in <laughs> Um, God, you really are the outlier of this band, Nazi. aren't you? The Nazi. Born in Sydney, not Italian. What is this? Yeah, I'm an outcast. <laughs> fucking older than him as well. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't even know I'm in this band. <laughs> Obviously, there were different points for your first Tide Lion shows, but um, tell us about the first one. Um, the very first one. Obviously, we, you were there. Now, would you say the first one was Mojo's? That's yeah, what, that's what you've said. No, yeah, the first is that Mojo? The first show we did as a three piece was Mojo's in Fremantle. No, the Sam. Is that the first show? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, our first show was like an open mic night. I think we played four songs. Um, we were the first band on, and then we got off stage, and then this guy in Perth. I, I won't say his name, but um, mm-hmm. he came up to us and he was like, "Do you want to sign to my record label?" Ooh. And we were like, "What?" Um, but no, we didn't. Um, we didn't sign to his label. Um, but then I think we took that as like, oh, maybe we should keep doing this. Mm. But you know, first gig and that happened. Mm. So it was like, a bit weird. imagine that sliding doors moment if if that actually went ahead. Yeah, sign with this guy's label. Or he could have made us yeah. the biggest thing in the world. And that man went on to be John Butler. <laughs> <laughs> You guys could have been on Jarrah Records. I'm sick. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, your first Tired Lounge show? Like, uh, how far along were you at that point? So that was about what three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're keeping looking at Matt for confirmation on things. He's like, he's, the, or- he's the oracle in this interview. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, overwatching everything. Yeah. Find a friend. It's, just, <laughs> it's pretty much because Matt managed the band for the last five years until he had a manager, yeah. so he knows all the details. So I think yeah, I think it was a few years ago. Um, There's a small venue called Yaya's, which also doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it tends to happen a lot. I guess it happens here too. Yeah, not as much as in Perth. Yeah, but yeah it definitely venues does definitely happen. come and go, or small venues come and go a lot. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was cool. It was exciting. I just remember being fucking disgusting and sweaty and hot. Took my shirt off. Yeah. Nice. It's great. Um, that's all I remember from it, really. <laughs> Just lots of lots of whipping that shirt around. That's, yeah. that's what we well, want to say. If I can chime in, hi everyone. <laughs> this is um, Matt. The Matt from Tired Line. Matt from Tired Line. Where'd you get it? Yeah, just the brains, basically. Um, Here we no go. Joking. So uh, the, the first show we did was like, as Nick said, was Yaya's in Perth, right? In Northbridge in Perth, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh huh. But I remember Nick was in the band for literally like two weeks. He had come to a rehearsal. And like we were, we were just like looking for a new bass player kind yep, of yep, thing. Yep, yep. And no one was making the cut. And the the audition for it was, hey man, like we had a bottle of red wine. We we're like every bass player would come through, like, hey man, yep. do you want to do a glass of red wine? And they were like, nah, nah. Uh, I've got work tomorrow. Or I don't drink. And we we're like, fuck these people. <laughs> Nick walked through the door and he's like. We're like, hey man, do you want a, a glass of wine? He's like, dude, I brought my own and pulled out a flask of, of whiskey. And I'm like, all right, he hasn't even played yet. He's in the band. He's in the band. And I think we had that show booked in. We're like, plus, you have to play a show with us next week and learn all the songs in a week. And he was like, cool. And he did that. Plus, you have to record an EP with us in like a month. And he was cool with that as well. So, 
I was very happy with Nick the first year. Oh, look at that. There you go, man. Seal of approval. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> oh, shucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that made me feel warm on the inside. Some solid insight there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, with, so the Luca shows last year, that was the first time you played outside of Perth? Apart from that home bake show? Yeah, well, we, did, we did like a little mini tour, or I think we did like Melbourne, Sydney. Yeah. Um, like I said, played Captain Cook and another venue in Melbourne. Um, yeah, that was a thing. That was a first proper national tour. Yeah. How was that for you guys? Was that kind of a weird experience? How'd you hook up with Luca? Uh, well, that's we just got signed to New World Artists. So sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they obviously booked Luca Grazi as well. Mm. So that was like their first big tour booking for us. Mm. And they got us on the Luca Grazi tour that way. So we didn't know those guys or anything before that. Um, mm. I, I'd met them a couple of times in Perth because they used to play in Perth all the fucking time. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's like house parties and stuff. Mm. They probably don't do that anymore. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they do. Um, yeah, so we, we met them through that. We learned a lot on it. I think it was obviously a lot more, was a lot more rank as far as accommodation and flight times and all that mm. goes. We obviously had as much money or a budget for much of that stuff. I remember we stayed at the Brisbane Hotel in Tassie. Yeah. Which is... Uh, very interesting place. It's always a time, isn't it? <laughs> what happens in Tassie? Stays in fucking Tassie. Yeah. I just remember there was like, you walk down the hallway and at the end of the hallway this weird demonic sculpture with like six boobs and like this mangled face just sitting there. And you look into shit. one room and there's just like a pile of rubbish in the corner and like a mattress on the floor. Like, um, yeah, so that was interesting. <laughs> Very weird place. But it was sick though. I mean, it was... Um, it was a good learning curve as well. Like yeah, being our first one, just learning learning our limits. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. And uh, the last time I saw you guys was uh, opening for Spiderbait. Uh, yeah. And you did a bunch of shows with those guys. Was that uh, I, I, like if my band like back in the day was asked for, to support Spiderbait, I would freak out. Cause were, like, <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to them since I was like nine years old. Yeah, so yeah. like they're one of those uh, one of the earliest bands I can remember. You know, so yeah. like. I, I, I can't imagine what it'd been like for you guys to, you know, get on that tour. Yeah, it's super exciting. And um and they're lovely dudes and do that. Mm-hmm. Also. Um yeah, it was, it was super exciting. Like it was it was a really fun time. Fantastic. Yeah, it was it was, yeah, it was, it was a great run of shows. Yeah, I don't I don't think I missed the whole spider bait trend. I knew they were like hits obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't I didn't know all the other songs. So it was nice to go into a situation where you don't know too much about a band but you know how iconic they are yeah sure so you're like you know you're like it's kind of weird because you're like you know they're badass because they've yeah. like been doing it for 25 years yeah 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 and you've heard everyone tell you how good they are but yeah. you just haven't you experienced haven't it for yourself. yourself yeah 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 and then when you I don't know and then when you see it you're like oh cool it is it is badass it, it is sick. damn right yeah so good it's a super nice crowd as well because um, we're obviously which is usually where we're the only sport at most of the shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the crowd was always there because it was that sort of 30s plus sort of crowd. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Their, for their anniversary tour. <laughs> um, yeah, but the crowd was there. They they rock up outdoors because that's what people used to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. They get they, the ticket and rock up. They live outdoors. in the 90s dream. Yeah, you know, going and watch the watch all the bands. Yeah, you know, that's what it was like. Yeah, so we got always got to play in front of like like the capacity crowd. Yeah, which was sick. So, uh, beyond this headlining tour, what have you guys got planned uh, going forward? Uh, is there an album in the works? you got more touring plans and stuff? Yeah, we're going to head to Europe next month. Oh, sick! Next month, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just do some shows, I guess, over there and just 
see what being a real musician out of Australia is like. Oh yeah. See if we can do it. And this will be the first time you guys have played overseas as well. No, we've done this. We played Singapore, which is pretty much Australia to me. Mm. I feel like because it's so Western. Totally. Yeah. Um, What was that like? Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it didn't feel like I wasn't in Australia. Mm. Um, That was that was an industry festival as well. So it's kind of of like your South by Southwest version in Singapore. Um, Good music matters. Right. Yeah. And people were up for it. Yeah, it's cool. Dug it. Yeah, it's fun. We play like I think three or four shows in three or four days. <laughs> Looking at the Oracle in five again. Five days or something. Yeah, four shows, four shows in five, five days. Four shows in five we had one day off. Yeah, and they're all in the same on. location though, so they're all like walking distance from each other. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like a traveling around to each place. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make, make a six-hour drive to get to the next city sort of thing. It was just like really chill, nice. really easy. Matt, do you have something to say? Oh, I do. <laughs> oh, Sophie has something to say. Hi, I'm Sophie. Hi, Sophie. Um, are you Sophie from Thailand? Hi, Blake. How did you get here? Oh, my God. Yeah, I just... Um, what Ethan said, we're yeah. going to Europe. We have a chance to see if we can do this. Like, We have back-to-back shows for like nearly a month. Um, it's going to be really hectic. Like, yeah. The show each night, we just have to learn to like pace ourselves. And also, within that, we're playing some really sweet festivals, like, um, one, you know, Glastonbury, that's a huge... Yeah, thing. fucking A, yeah. A huge thing. Um, one one I'm looking forward to playing is 2000 Trees, because Young yeah. is playing. It's going to be sweet. Oh, dude, they're yeah. they're, like, one of my favourite awesome. bands. And, yeah, I just hope we're all going to come out alive at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. And then we got Splendour, like, three days after that or something. Oh, Once my lord. So that'd be cool. Oof. Good luck yeah, with that. Yeah, I guess like, apart from that, just really focusing on getting a record done. Yeah, that's that's. Um, Try not to fight as much as well. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going? Is there is there love in the room? Is there love in the room? There's always yeah, there's always underlying. Your friends here, but <laughs> <laughs> soon as she's gone, oh, yeah, yeah. time for young and old. <laughs> Alright, so we will wrap it up here But before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests And now, Tideline, it is your turn I want to know about the best and worst gigs you have ever played Does that have to be to do this band? Uh, Not necessarily, no We can go on an individual basis Okay. Um, If you do have any particular dream slash nightmare stories Bring them forward The floor is yours, kids Uh, I I can... Think of the worst gig I've done. Oh, okay. Uh, we this is in one of my other bands years ago, like uh-huh. punk, punk band. We um teed up, teed up with another band um, called Varial, which is like a pop punk band back in the day. Yep, yep, yep. Um, we oh chipped in and hired a van and a trailer and like two stuff. We had to go up to Newman. So Newman was about fourteen hours drive or something. I'll probably right. more than that, but like a twenty hour drive. So we drove through the night to get to this place, um, this little mining town, where we play this like. Um, uh, YMCA type place and then play at the pub that night and literally we after this huge drive there's about two kids at the YMCA show and mm. at the pub we played to like the the, the bath wives oh, um, so rough and it was just like stinking hot it was like 45 degrees and it was just like flies yeah, everywhere um, but I think in saying that the travel there was fun the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the best part of that was like driving there and just like fucking around being idiots like young kids yeah, yeah totally. the show's itself pretty much worst show. It's a oh, worst show. Oh, man. Ethan, worst show? It's a hard one. I don't think I've had any, like, any, like, Donald Bradford moments where they've been terrible. Yet. <laughs> I don't think I've had any standouts. <laughs> Donald Bradford was a great cricket player, let me reiterate. I've had no shocking moments, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, there's been gigs, obviously, where it's been poorly attended and stuff like that. 
But yeah, I can't think of I can't think of a really truly terrible gear. What do you mean the worst tide line gigs being? I think like maybe when we've played Margaret River or something and then like the staff have been really shitty to us. Ooh. Not the staff, just one particular person. Yeah, so it doesn't work there anymore, so that's cool. Or like the sound guy or something. <laughs> it's just like really hard to get along with. That usually is more annoying and more of a hassle for me than anything else. Mm. If you're like, you know, trying to get shit sorted. Sure, just yeah, yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah. I think the best show is probably Splendor last year. Oh, sure, us. that would have been wild. Not for me, but for the rest of them, because my shit fucked up. Oh, no. Got to work in kind of in the end, but um, it was that was a pretty epic show to play. I mean, yeah. Part of. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think also our own uh, our EP launch when we played in our hometown, Amplifier Bar in Perth. Yeah. Sold, sold that place out, which is like the first time it sold out. A, a room that size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was fucking ridiculous. Like, actually having mates who actually couldn't get into the show because they're stupid mates who forgot to buy tickets Ugh. and actually couldn't get in. It's like, nice one, dickheads. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, well, that's what you fucking get. So, take that. so that, that was pretty, uh, that was a pretty memorable moment, I think. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethan? Best see, it's still a hard one. Like, there's been so many great moments. I think, I think a lot of them are clouded with alcohol. <laughs> so it makes it hard, it makes it so much harder to, um, to decide, but not that that's a good thing at all. I think that's a terrible thing that I can't like choose a particular one because <laughs> I feel like I was a bit too drunk all the time. I feel like our Melbourne show on this tour so far actually seemed pretty funny. Yeah, I think that was a good show. That was a pretty good show. Maybe, th- maybe the one that you remember the least is the best. Yeah, I think, I think, <laughs> I think like in general, the Splendor Day was like an incredible day. Sure, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Seeing all the other bands, like we probably played the same as we normally would play. In terms of like, you know, the songs and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Th- that day was amazing because it's Splendor in the Grass, you know? Yeah, totally. So it's like a big, a big thing. Fucking A. Alright, well, uh, the new single's called Not My Friends. You can uh, listen to that on the various interwebs. Uh, do you guys have anything you would like to plug before we mosey on out of here? Check out the video. It's pretty fun. It is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> not, not many bands give a shit about uh, music videos anymore, so I was very much appreciative of that. Yeah, that was clearly <laughs> part of that. That was, um, yeah, and just um, working with such a professional crew. Sure, totally. And, yeah, it was just really cool. Their attention to detail and everything. Yeah. And having all of it organised and just working their asses off to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. really cool. Wicked. Mm-hmm. Ethan, Nick, thank you guys so much for your time today. Thank you. And uh, thanks to Matt and Sophie as well for their various input. <laughs> we, knew, we knew that at the time. Yeah. Anything you'd like to say? No, they got nothing. They got nothing. No, Matt just texted me funny enough. He said, ask him for his Insta so we can tag him afterwards. It's at TJ White Rights. Perfect. Alright, guys, thank you so much for your time, dude. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm David James and all my friends are in This has been a David James Young Writes production. For more information, visit davidjamesyoung.com.